The Power Connect podcast is brought to you by Inawats. Discover the Inawats difference at Inawats.com. What's your reason to believe? And for us, it's we have an awesome product that's incredibly comfortable. It's like so soft. It's actually proven to make you sleep better. We've done a sleep study to demonstrate that people actually get 43 hours of sleep more for a year with Attitude versus some other sheets. Welcome into the Power Connect Podcast. I'm your host, Fred Davis, episode 56 of the program, rolling along on a Tuesday. Glad to have you guys on board. We're getting a little bit closer to Christmas. We're getting a little bit closer to the end of the year, and we've got a great episode for you today as we bring in uh, our first ever retailer to the Power Connect show as we welcome Miss Phoebe Yu and Kat Day, co-founders of Etitude. Uh, eco-friendly with an attitude, and they are disrupting the sustainable and clean tech fabric space, fabric and textile space, attitude doing big things when it comes to sleepwear, when it comes to bedding, and of course, you're going to hear from Miss Phoebe and Miss Cat yourselves, as well as how they came together, especially since Phoebe is located in Australia, Cat is located here in the United States, and so just a great story about how they came together, what they're doing, and what makes their product so great, because again, uh, as somebody who uh, admits I, I don't change my sheets a lot, I do wash them, I'll make that clear, I do wash them, but I don't know a whole lot about them. And so you'll get a little education about that in today's episode. And hey, you'll also get a promo code PowerConnect when you go to Etitude.com. It is the holidays, and I know a lot of you out there, spouses, girlfriends, wives, husbands, whatever the case is, if you look, I mean, can you ever go wrong with good betting? I don't think so. Go to Etitude.com if you want some great betting and find out more here in just a second from Miss Phoebe and Miss Cat. But before we get to these two wonderful ladies, let's hear about our podcast partner over at the Power Connect in a watch. Look, the energy transition is being built on collaboration and driven by data which is why the Energy Smart Cloud platform brought to you by InnoWatts and ESG will be the most important energy data platform in 2023 and beyond. The InnoWatts ESG partnership features ESG, the most widely used SaaS in the energy space, and InnoWatts, a AI machine learning data powered by 50 million meters and featuring more than 7 billion data points that will not only bring all your data needs into one easy-to-use platform, but it will make billing forecasting, risk management, and customer insights available at the touch of a button. Not only digitally transform your operations, but it will also reduce your carbon footprint. And the real-time intelligence makes decision-making faster, smarter, and drives your revenue and saves on the one commodity you can never have enough of in today's hyper-energy transition space. And that's time. Go to ESGglobal.com for more on the Energy Smart Cloud. Follow both ESG and InnoWatts on LinkedIn. And, of course, you can also go to InnoWatts.com as well. Download the latest white paper from both companies on how to deploy the Energy Smart Cloud today. All right, let's get down to today's episode. Phoebe Yu, Cat Day, co-founders of Etitude, disrupting the textile fabric space with their clean bamboo process. And exactly what does that mean? I'll let Phoebe and Cat explain that to you. They've been direct to consumer, but now they're getting into retailers, how COVID slowed them down, and they also get into a little bit about raising money, 
when it's the right time to do it versus should you bootstrap it yourself? And then, of course, just being females in the clean tech entrepreneurial space, the challenges they've faced and how they're starting to make some headway in what's been a very competitive and interesting niche. And that's, of course, the textile fabric as well as bedding and sleep space. So without further ado, again, as always from the Power Connect, a tremendous conversation. Please welcome to the program co-founders of Attitude. Phoebe Yu, and Cat Day. First, I want to talk about what attitude is. So attitude means eco-attitude. Attitude is a material science company and a sustainable lifestyle brand. Um, we, we have this proprietary patent lifestyle made from 100% organic bamboo, which is really innovative uh, and also high performance. So our vision is, is to dramatically reduce the negative environment impact of textiles by replacing cotton and viscous with better alternatives. Uh, we are also a certified uh, carbon neutral company. And, and uh, so everything uh, we produce in, in Attitude is carbon neutral. And also we are a B Corp. Uh, we, we really want to contribute to, to a regenerative better future for all, um, for our people, um, for the consumers, for, for the planet. I launched the brand first in Melbourne, Australia in 2014. Of course, even before that, spent a couple of years in R&D to refine the textile itself. Uh, after launch, the consumer really love it because the product works and it kind of at a reasonable price and also it's, it's very um, sustainable and ethical made. Uh, so they love it. And we quickly see a lot of the orders not come from just Australia locally, but also from the U.S. market. And from day one, I want to build this brand to be an international brand. So we can make more impact. And uh, the U.S. market is the biggest um, single consumer market that speak English uh, in the world. Um, so then we also quickly launched into the U.S. market. And at that time, I understand the U.S. market is also very, very competitive. Um, my expertise is more really on the product supply chain, not really on marketing. So I need a strong uh, U.S. co-founder so to work together. Um, to grow the brand. So that's why Kat joined the company and I let Kat talk about who she is. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kat Day. I'm the co-founder and president of Attitude. And I joined Attitude in early 2018 because at the time, as Phoebe mentioned, Attitude was already starting to see a little bit of organic traction, especially in Australia, but also coming from North America. People were discovering the brand in the US and Canada and having it shipped all the way from Australia. And, um, you know, she she found me on AngelList um, and I fell in love with the sheets. She sent me a pair of sheets and I literally had the best sleep of my life. They were incredible. So soft, so silky smooth, so breathable, really luxurious feeling. And I was excited about this product innovation and the fact that it was sustainable really spoke to me, the fact that we could change the industry, which is the fourth most polluting industry in the world, for the better. Uh, so that was really exciting. My background is in scaling direct-to-consumer brands. Uh, I am a serial entrepreneur, so this is the second company I'm scaling. Uh, prior to Attitude, I founded, scaled, and sold a DTC ethical brand called Try the World, which is a food subscription that sends international gourmet to your doorstep and really learned a lot about uh, what it's like to message a new innovative solution and a new brand to uh, the consumer. 
And um, prior to that, did mostly strategy consulting, which also honed my skills in, in growth and organizational design and um, M&A strategy and general strategy. So it kind of all came together and as an entrepreneur to use all those skills. Um, and again, I fell in love with attitude and, and it really checked off all my boxes in terms of what I was looking for in the next phase of my work life. Um, and uh, we've really been focusing on how do we scale not only our direct-to-consumer brand, but our impact, uh, our environmental impact is a big part of our uh, mission. So we actually release an impact report every year, and it's exciting that we can increase our impact every year. Walk me through what that process was like. And you talked about finding, uh, you know, she found you on Angel List. A little bit about the process of you two coming together back in 2018. Uh, yeah, sure. I, I just put an ad on uh, Angel List. Hey, I'm looking for a business partner in the U.S. I'm this Australian brand. We want to grow in the U.S. So I'm looking for a business partner. And then I... I think the first trial failed, actually. So Kat did the second. So the first one, actually. So it's not all like, you know, but uh, we, we did get a bit lucky only a couple months. So the first one didn't pan out. But then Kat came along and we kind of instantly, I feel a lot of respect for her. Just look at her background. But you, there, you, there's ways to check out. You look at her LinkedIn, what she did before, right? And then uh, she's instantly hit the ground, um, start working. But at that time, I think Kat just get married. So she said, okay, give me a month. I'm, I'm having my uh, honeymoon. And then when I'm back, I start working. And then when she's back, she really hit the ground, uh, working really hard and, and very efficient, um, kind of lay out the strategy, how we grow the U.S. market and also quickly get us into an accelerator in New York. So then I just jump on the plane, fly to New York. And that's the first time we met. So we already start to work on the company growth plan together until, yeah, we, we, we get accepted into the accelerator. Um, I think that's June. So 2018, June, after we already worked together for a couple months, that's the first time I met Kat in New York. Yeah. And, and in the beginning, yeah, I was in New York City and Phoebe was in Australia. So the time zone was not overlapping very much. So it was a lot of 6 a.m. phone calls or, you know, 11 p.m. phone calls between us and just aligning on what we we're going to do. And at the time, we actually already had a few employees in Australia too. So that was nice to be able to kind of start with something. And then over time, bootstrapping, we ended up kind of showing the growth to be able to finance more amazing talent that we could actually hire. Uh, so over time, we we hired really smart, amazing people to beef up our team so that we could make an even bigger impact. What was the aha moment for you two when you realized this was going to work? Hmm. Well, I just feel, just instantly feel like, yeah, we're both doers and then we, we have this kind of natural, so we both know our strengths and weakness. We kind of just work seamlessly, just pick on to work on the things we are, we are strong with. And we kind of don't even need to talk about how we separate responsibilities, but so kind of naturally happened we'll kind of divide and, and conquer on, on different things. So the instantly I, I feel the company start to progress faster. You know, when you are alone, you could be one founder, when you have two similar, you know, both strong, then you instantly feel like you're growing twice faster. I also felt that Phoebe would be a really great fit for me uh, from the very beginning. Not only is the brand like checked off all my boxes, I, I, can't, I really like the early stages. You know, this, this is a good product. 
we seem to have really good margins that are doable. You know, we have this ethical component that all resonates, but also the fact that Phoebe is such an expert in the field that I'm not an expert at all in was a great fit because then mm -hmm. we can be complementary. And as, as mm -hmm. Phoebe mentioned, there was not even a whole lot of conversation about how we're going to divide our responsibility because it kind of divided up naturally. Mm -hmm. So that was really great. And I think for me, I also had a positive experience in my previous startup where my co-founder was also focused more on product and supply chain. So I'm like, okay, I know this kind of division of labor works for me. Uh, and so this kind of worked out too. Oh, by the way, uh, my previous co-founder also had a September birthday. <laughs> it has something to do with that. Phoebe um, um, also often mentions that her husband's birthday is the same as mine. All look, the stars aligned. Obviously, I mean, <laughs> yes. and, and look, hey, <laughs> literally, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, there, it's little thing, and that's why I asked that question because I'm fascinated for things that might some people might think is corny and whatever. But I, I'm telling you, stuff like the, the it's the little things that matter. So I look, I, I totally appreciate that. Tell me a little bit about this, you know, the, the the bamboo product that you guys, you know, the bamboo textile that you guys are using and how essentially, look, we hear all the time and about how it's the wild, wild west right now when it comes to clean tech, when it comes to climate change and all the different technologies that are out there. But you guys have a really interesting opportunity right now to gain a humongous foothold in this emerging market. Yeah, definitely can talk about why our clean bamboo textile is so special. So it's it's first the world first non-toxic bamboo fabric. So bamboo textile actually have been around for quite a little bit, 20, 30 years. But uh, all other bamboo textile out there are still the rayon, the viscous of the world. They still use the, the older technology um, that use toxic solvent to dissolve the raw bamboo to get the fiber out, but our clean bamboo, that's why it's called clean bamboo, but it uses non-toxic solvent to, to be able to dissolve the raw bamboo to get the fiber out. And also it's a closed loop process that we recycled water in it and also recycled the, the, the organic solvent into it. So it's very also, you know, water energy efficient and it saves 38% of ca uh, carbon emission by cotton. Um, and it, the final products, the fiber itself is also very high quality fiber. So it has very superior moisture wicking um, property. It's 24% better um, than the conventional textiles. It has temperature regulating. It's 17% 17% more cooling. And it also has it's more durable and also resistant to peeling rice, cotton, viscose, and tensile. So we we. We don't just focus on the sustainability of the textile, but also very focused on the performance of it. As I said, I don't believe consumer need to sacrifice, right? So sustainable products even supposed to be even work better, and then it's why people would choose it, right? So it's like a no-brainer. Um, so the 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 result of our fabrics then it's it's super soft, breathable, and it's also ninety-nine percent antimicrobial with the our the clean bamboo and the charcoal blend. Um, it. The clean bamboo textile, it, the fiber can also be blended with many other fibers to for various functional benefits. Uh, so that's also something we are um, heavily uh, developed and, and kind of invest um, more resource into develop uh, in our product innovation roadmap. It's been around for 20, 30 years, and maybe this is kind of an underlying theme when it comes to what we're seeing with clean tech is that these the, we've seen stuff that's been out there before, but nobody's used it. Why do you think it's taken until now for folks to realize what the environmental impacts and or the environmental benefits are of this particular fabric? 
I just think in the last five, six years, that's when I think consumer is really pushing, uh, requiring for more sustainable options, right? So then when there's a, there's a demand, then that's where entrepreneurs or, or scientists or the technology start to kind of popping up or refining to meet that demand. I think before just there's not enough demand. So and and also, again, I think a lot of the bigger players in textile, when consumers are not pushing them, they they are happy with the status quo. If it's cheaper or they're already scaling that, they, they, they just want to, you know, stick to to the old old way of doing things until they've been pushed. But I think as as new um, like startups, entrepreneurs, we we just like start from scratch, then we can definitely kind of design a, a better, more sustainable way from the go-getter because we don't have those like legacy kind of legacy kind of infrastructure or whatever. Because you kind of kind of really do things like disruptive. And to clarify, the technology that's been around for 40 years is called viscose. And that's the way of turning bamboo into fabric with harmful chemicals. So we're completely replacing that mm-hmm. with our clean bamboo, which is a fairly new innovation, less than 10 years, I would say, which is a lyocell made from bamboo, which doesn't use any harmful chemicals. So the 40-year-old technology is the viscose one. Okay, fair enough. So we've got the clean bamboo what is one of the challenges of, because I guess, and, and, you know, let me just make this clear as a, you know, meathead guy. I mean, I think I've had the same sheets for the last five years, so I do clean them. Let's, let's get that straight. Uh, but what are some of the challenges when it comes to, you know, te- you know what the, the Attitude brand, what you guys are doing in the textile space, in the bedding and uh, sleepwear space? What are some of those challenges of getting folks to understand, like, look, I mean, I, I know people are out there looking for it, but what are some of those challenges of breaking through? Yeah, I think the first one I would say is just getting people to try. Trial is a challenge uh, because once they try, they fall in love with it. And so we actually have a 30-night free trial on our website. So you can return it for you know any reason, and we'll take it back and refund your money. So we actually have less than 4% return rate, which is unbelievable. And is. most of those are like, oh, oops, I ordered the wrong size, or I don't like this color. Can I get a different one? So people love the fabric once they sleep on it, or even if they just touch it. So for us, one of the big opportunities is actually being in more retail stores, And because of COVID, we haven't been able to do that. (laughs) You know, retail has been impacted severely in the last couple of years. Uh, But we see as retail opens up, as this is a huge opportunity for us. Because when people feel the fabric versus cotton, they're just shocked by how soft it is, by how premium it feels. It feels like a thousand thread count Egyptian cotton sheets, something we hear all the time from customers. Yeah. Are you a thousand? Uh, so the I thread mean, count is actually, it's funny, uh, thread count is a big uh, misnomer or miscommunication to consumers. Very consu- It's confusing because okay. you can basically cut up the threads into multiple threads and then like multiply a thread count. Uh, so it could be very misleading. It's all about actually the quality of the thread. But what we hear from customers is this feels incredibly luxurious, like $800 sheets, but it's, you know, $250. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I think I, you know, I've got a, uh, my sister and her, her, uh, husband just got married a couple months ago. So I think I may know now what, uh, what to get them for, for Christmas slash their wedding gift. So the great mm-hmm. idea there. And so you also are going into sleepwear, which makes perfect sense. 
like you said, COVID obviously challenged everything. What did you learn from COVID, and did you already know you were going to go into to sleepwear? Kind of a little bit about that maturation or that kind of evolution of the products themselves. Yeah, well, sleepwear really the customer asked for it because. Yeah, they love our sheets so much. So sometimes they just say, "Hey, I actually wrap around in your flat sheet and laundry in a laundry room, but can you make proper sleepwear that we can wear?" So yeah, for sure, like use the same material. It's just a different cut and sew. So that's kind of very natural extension. I think a lot of our new products are, are really asked by by customers. Then they ask, "Do you, can you make towels or do you make baby stuff?" Because we love it, and now we have a new baby. We also want a baby to sleep. Uh, you know, on that, you know, the clean bamboo textile, like cats to babies all grow up with the attitude, you know, uh, baby crib sheets. Um, so really was, I think that's what also when we choose the direct to consumer um, channel, when we just started, I just, it's, you get consumer feedback so quick um, um, that you can then keep iterating on your product, right? You don't need to hear secondhand from retailers or they might not tell you, but your consumers you know, email you or, or call you and tell you what they want. So that's definitely helped for a young brand to quickly, you know, refine their products offerings. But another of the reason why we choose the D2C uh, uh, way to sell products from the starting email, I don't have a direct-to-consumer, that kind of background is, uh, as you mentioned, as a female minority immigrant entrepreneur, it is difficult to sell to big box retailer when I just started in Australia. Um, Right, your new brand, you're 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 a female entrepreneur, so they would they it's very difficult. So by selling direct to consumer, it's just bypass these kind of barriers. That 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 kind of ceiling does exist. But now as the brand will progress, we have a lot of consumer loves, then I think it's a bit easier. So we already prove the product works. Uh, this is a great brand, and now we start to have great conversations with big box retailers. But at the beginning, it is it is difficult. I think more recently, it's starting to change. A lot more mm -hmm. retailers are starting to highlight minority-owned businesses or female-owned businesses. Mm -hmm. So definitely, it's becoming a plus uh, nowadays, yeah. but certainly wasn't a few years ago. Yeah, it's not eight years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, it's part of. And now that you, like you said, though, you've got you've got sales to show. You guys mm. are, you know, you've got numbers now behind what you're doing. You're you're, you're starting to gain some serious traction. Um, you know, is that like you said, the conversation's getting a little bit easier. And I'm guessing is the goal then in 2023 to getting some retailers. Definitely, oh. yes. Yeah. So we're working on that. Uh, we're we're in conversation with some big retailers. So that's really exciting, just to have our product available there for people to experience without having to buy it, even though they could just buy it and return it for no reason. Uh, so, you know, it just exposes us to more customers, especially the kind of customer that likes to shop in retail. That's a completely different customer. Y'all are the first kind of like retail product that I've, I've had a chance to chit chat with. Explain mm -hmm. to the folks at home what that because look, I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm a I want to touch it, feel it. And I want to buy it right now. I don't I'm, I don't have the patience for for online shopping. Uh, I wish my 19, almost 20 year old daughter felt the same way. But that's another story for another time. Um, what does that mean for the folks at home when you get this first retail deal? What does that mean for attitude? Oh, uh, once we're in retail stores, which we've actually already had a retail experience. We ran okay. our own retail store pre-COVID uh, on Abbott Kinney in Los Angeles, which is a, a nice shopping street here and next to a bunch of other premium luxury, kind of uh, affordable luxury, I would say, 
and sustainably minded brands. And that worked out super well. And we know it works. People lined up uh, for a couple blocks and they would drive like two hours to come visit our store to be able to try on the apparel or feel the fabrics, the towels, the bathrobes, the, the sheets themselves. Um, so that was really exciting for us to see that it works. And now as we're going to be in more retail in the next coming years, um, we know that it's going to work out because when people feel it versus something else, it just it's an obvious choice. And on top of that, as Phoebe mentioned, our philosophy is that the only way to really make the industry change is when the consumer realizes that they get a benefit to changing. It's not that they're sacrificing something in order to buy a green product. They don't have to pay more. They don't have to get a product that doesn't work. You know, that's never going to work. Uh, but if the product is actually better, you know, it's it's desirable and it's at the same price point or even more affordable than some of the conventional products and it's a no-brainer kind of like a, a tesla you know a tesla is a beautiful car and it happens to be an electric car well and let's let's call it what it is too i mean you guys uh you're talking about sleep which may be outside of you know exercise and and you know the way you eat uh is maybe the most important thing that we do as human beings so mm -hmm. you know it's obviously you and trust me as somebody who values good sleep uh, especially as we get older uh if if if, if i can get on some good sheets that's going to make a huge difference Let's segue into, we'll start winding this thing down again. You two, um, just tremendous entrepreneurs, uh, and you guys have a tremendous backstory as well. But as you guys alluded to, you know, being female, you, you guys have had your, uh, you know, folks kind of maybe kept you at bay a little bit now that you've started to make some hay. On the flip side of that, you guys have bootstrapped a lot of it now. You guys have raised, what, I think $1.7 million or something like that in the last few years what goes into deciding to go out and getting VC funding? And, I, and again, I know you talked a little bit about that before, Phoebe, uh, as far as, you know, from a female perspective, you know, you do face some, some, some headwinds when it, you know, from a female perspective versus the male perspective. But that being said, one, the difference between should you bootstrap versus when should you go get an investor? And what advice would you guys, and this is to both of y'all, what advice would you give to the females out there that are thinking to themselves, I want to get into this, but I've, I've heard horror stories or I'm just not sure. What advice do you, would you two give and or give uh, to some young ladies or just anybody out there that's uh, looking to get into this industry? I think they need to think about the purpose of raising money. So I think there's also some D2C brands raise a lot of money. I've been kind of criticized right now, like you you, you cannot burn money to to make money, right? But if it's tr truly for growth, you does need some certain investment in, say, maybe new product line or reach a certain efficiency, but not like just, just raise a lot of money and use that money to buy customer, which are not self-sustained customer. So you kind of have to work out the number. Okay, you raise this money, but maybe after a year or two, you can be you know self-sustained and start making money. So that's the first to decide. Uh, and of course, except raising money, there's also a lot of other capital options, like working capitals, you don't necessarily need to dilute. So the kind of a combination of um, venture money and also working capital solutions. So kind of, so that's less dilution, but you still get the capital needed for inventory uh, or, or um, other kind of areas of business. You need uh, a bit more uh, cash in um, getting earlier to for for the later growth. 
Yeah, I would say those non-dilutive working capital solutions became a lot more available to early stage consumer startups in the last five to 10 years. It really wasn't a choice uh, before. Um, and I think it's a great uh, way to supplement you know, equity fundraising as well. We've certainly been doing it with Attitude, which is why we've been able to raise so little uh, and be able to reach you know, great milestones with very limited dilution so far. But going forward, we definitely see an opportunity for investing uh, equity kind of uh, funds because we see an opportunity to become a large disruptive material science company that actually is creating new materials and new innovations and putting this technology out there in, in a huge industry. No, I, I'll tell you what, I, I think you guys are onto something tremendously big here and what's you know we always hear about can you scale right and that's always the million dollar question or gazillion dollar whatever question however much whatever dollar sign you want to put i guess the valuation depends um how do you scale what, what's kind of uh and i guess this kind of dovetails into the next question for 2023 what's kind of the the plan as you you know you get into retailers and of course you are facing some you know we and we Dell, i talked about this with one of my podcast partners last week you know we've got some recessionary fears out there one again how do you guys kind of combat that at the same time too try to scale this business and branch it out as well? Yeah, I think for us, it starts with, and for everybody, I think it starts with having an amazing product. Is your product actually solving a consumer problem? And if it does, and people are fans, they're going to come back to you and buy it again. And so it's really all about retention nowadays, especially during this recession uh, or you know it, inflation and all of these economic worries. Uh, it's really about, is your product solving problems? And then are these people your fans? Are they coming back and buying more? Are they telling their friends about it? Um, and then how can you be efficient at uh, continuing to acquire new customers? Uh, certainly the days of Facebook, of cheap acquisition, those days are gone. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, it's expensive. And so is Google. So can you find alternative channels of brand awareness and acquisition? Um, so for example, right now, new social media platforms are becoming very powerful uh, as an acquisition channel like TikTok. Um, and uh, lots of brands are leveraging that. So how do you tap into this new customer? Where are they spending their time? Uh, what are they reading? What are they watching? What kind of medium are they consuming? Where are they finding new, really cool products? I would say those are the, the main things. And then how can you be competitive in this space? We are in a fairly competitive marketplace. There are so many other direct-to-consumer sheet companies and betting companies. So it's really all about what's your reason to believe. And for us, it's we have an awesome product that's incredibly comfortable. It's like so soft. It's actually proven to make you sleep better. We've done a sleep study to demonstrate that people actually get 43 hours of sleep more for a year with attitude versus some that's other a big sheets. number. <laughs> it's a, a huge number. number, man. That's three extra hours a month. Yeah, so it's been amazing just to be able to prove, like we've heard from customers, like I'm sleeping longer, I'm feeling so much more refreshed, like I don't want to get out of bed with your sheets. And we've heard this for years and we finally worked with a sleep scientist in a sleep lab to do a, a study to actually prove that this is truly the case. And it demonstrated that people are sleeping 10% better. I mean, y'all have really taken, and, and again, this is something, I mean, y'all have taken clean tech to a different level when it comes to 
bedding and sleeping. I mean, I, I, that's 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 incredible what you guys are doing right now. Uh, look, I'm guessing that no better way. Look, if, if you're looking to, to give folks the the Christmas gift of sleep and who doesn't want that, uh, is there any better choice than attitude? I mean, let, let's get a little salesy here for a second. Is there any, is there a better Christmas, Hanukkah, whatever insert, whatever festivus gift possible when it comes to better sleep than attitude? No, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm very confident. No. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, look, if they want to go uh, tell the folks the, the website and is there any promotional code they need to put in uh, for the Christmas holiday or holidays, whatever you whatever you basket you fall into, the folks that are listening to the website. And like I said, I'll do a little promo as well when we post this thing. Uh, where can they go to to go get some uh, some attitude, whether it's bedding, sleepwear, whatever it might be? Yes, go on attitude.com. That's spelled E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. And you guys can use the code POWERCONNECT. Thank you so much for that, Miss Cat Day and Miss Phoebe U. As always, you can catch all of the Power Connect episodes over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and of course, uh, we'll have it rolling here on Amazon pretty soon, so stay tuned for that. If you listen to us on Apple, and guess what? We know a lot of you do. Leave us a five-star rating. Listen to the entire podcast if you can. Why? Because it helps with the algorithm. And you know what? We think we do a dadgum good job. All right, we got some great episodes coming up. Uh, Sid Kitson, we're finally putting that episode out this week. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we've got some great episodes coming up from the co-founders of Our Power. Uh, also, Zach Scott from Mercuria coming up. And, of course, uh, my man David Brazil from RBN Energy. We're going to finish the year strong in 2022. And, of course, we've got some videos coming up. We're going to do a little one-on-one with Sid Saktava, the CEO and founder of Inawats, our podcast partner, which we'll put that video, or excuse me, we'll put the audio here on the podcast as well. So stay tuned for that. A lot of good stuff coming from the Power Connect. And of course, I've got some changes, a little tweak here, a little tweak there that's coming up in 2023. Not going to, uh, you know, tip my hat just yet, but just, uh, you know, stay tuned for that because, uh, like I said, the podcast space is always evolving. And of course, the question is, how can you change and or get ahead of it? And so we're certainly trying to do that here at the Power Connect. Make sure you go check us out, uh, the Power Connect. Net. Follow us on LinkedIn, Fred Davis and the Power Connect. You will be glad that you did. Thank you for listening. As always, the guests, the audience, without you doing what you do, we couldn't do what we do. This has been the Power Connect podcast, connecting the energy transition one conversation at a time. Wake up all the builders, time to build a new land.